Let's hear some examples. I heard, I heard so much laughter that there must have been some inappropriate examples being named. Um, what are some examples of things that can be both, Kristen? Tuesday night workouts with Jordan. Enjoyable and stressful. Parenting. Can I get a witness? Anybody else? Hanging out with family. Oh, that's good. <laughs> She's talking about my, her other three grandchildren. <laughs> Others. Golf. Yeah. Social media. Social. Oh, good. Good. Having a budget meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Life together. Yeah, right. Say more about that, Trisha. When, when is creating, what, what, why, how so? I mean, it's the same activity. What, what brings that about? I mean, the reality is we can name a, a lot of different activities, right? Cooking a meal, depending on the circumstances. Reading a book, depending on the circumstances. Um, studying the Bible, depending on whether or not you have a sermon coming up on Sunday or not, right? Um, hold these examples as we think about Sabbath. Um, these are some of the themes that I'm loosely getting looser each week uh, on uh, sticking to these themes, um, but I do think they're important, and I, and I do want us to think about what, what do we embrace or open ourselves up to in either the practice of Sabbath, like a day, or Sabbath practices um, throughout our week. Um, what do we not only cease and rest from, but what do we actually, in doing that, open ourselves up to? What do we actually, in doing that, affirm and embrace? Um, uh, Sabbath, as we've said the last few weeks, it's, it's to cease. It's, to, it's, it's, it's a God who says, practice this because you can acknowledge your dependence upon me. Um, it's, it's worship of a God who says, rest in my grace and in my mercy and in my love for you. Um, you can do this because of who I am. Um, last week I talked about this a little bit, but I want to I wanna just, I guess, remind us or, or go, go talk about it a little bit more. And I think it gets to um, some of these examples and why some of these things can be both life-giving and also draining. Um, in Genesis we read that on the seventh day, God finished the work He'd been doing. And so on the seventh day, God rested from His work. And then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy 
because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And so I, I've said this to all, all the weeks, but the Sabbath is the first thing in the Bible that's deemed holy. And holy is that word that holds all the mysteries of the divine. And, and this practice of ceasing and resting is the first thing attributed in the Bible as being holy. The ceasing and resting, though, is, is more than not doing something. It is something. And I, that's kind of abstract, but I, but I think it's so important that it's not just not doing things, but that ceasing and resting in worship of God is something. And in fact, some Jewish um, commentators would say it was the final piece of creation. It's that which made creation complete. Is this proclamation to, to Nuha, rest. Um, there's an Italian who has, who has done some writing on Sabbath and feasting. Misty turned me on to this scholar. And he writes this. He's talking about the Sabbath when he says the feast day. The feast day is not defined by what is not done in it, but instead by the fact that what is done, which in itself is not unlike what is accomplished every day, becomes undone rendered inoperative, liberated and suspended from its, quote, economy, from the reasons and aims that define it during the weekdays. So my guess that the reason art and creating can be both incredibly enjoyable as well as stressful is because sometimes there's a deadline. Sometimes Sunday's coming for Arts Collective, and they've got to get things done. Sometimes you need to write something because someone is expecting it. And therefore, it's got an economy, it's got a purpose, which adds, potentially, a great deal of stress. Sometimes, when you read about history, it's interesting. And then other times, you're a freshman or a sophomore in high school, and your teacher is going to test you on this stuff, right? On Sunday, or not on Sunday, hopefully, on Monday. Um, and so it makes it less enjoyable. The reality is when we practice Sabbath, start Friday night, let's use the Jewish Sabbath for an example. We start Friday night and we pray, and we eat, and we spend time with each other. We rest, we wake up the next day, we gather for worship, someone organizes that. We show up, we get dressed, we come and we gather, we sing, we read scripture, we do these things. We go back to our houses, we eat again, we take a nap, um, putter around our house maybe. We're doing things that we do throughout the week. But something's different. Um, it, it is not just not doing things, but it's actually... Um, a, a new way of being. Um, 
So, um, we could go on and on about the examples uh, that fit this. Um, I think about our gathering here. Um, we, we, we come together and we play music. Um, if music is your occupation or your, your, um, what you do um, to gain employment, that's going to feel much different than those of us who just come up here and do the best that we can, you know? Fortunately, we have Chad, who, who's he's kind of next level for us. But um, uh, it's a different feel. It's a different thing. Um, the metaphor that kept coming up um, was the metaphor of dancing. I mean, what is more kind of purposeless in the use of your body than just dancing and yet you are moving your body does that make sense the other day there were some friends over already had some friends over and um i just kind of threw on some hamilton music without them knowing and instantly there was dancing going on in in in, in the house um Motions that don't have necessarily a purpose. Justin Timberlake, who's performing at the halftime show, might disagree with me right now because he's got something to really kind of focus on. But generally speaking, dancing is, has no purpose other than just being. Just opening ourselves up. Um, just enjoyment. I wonder if we thought about Sabbath keeping in that way. That when we come together, we, we, we come to worship God, but, but the activities before and after are also all a part of this where we, we are just opening ourselves. We, we're doing similar things. We're eating a meal. This time maybe it's a meal not to get us energy for the work we're about to do, but it's just a meal for sustenance. Um, we're coming together in friendship. Doing some work, but it's not work to to make a living or, or to put food on the tables. It's a, it's a work of friendship and work of justice and work of mercy. Um, we sing songs. We give our gifts, our time, our energy, our money even. What if our, we understood our giving of tithes and offerings a part of this just joyous, here's what God has given me. I respond to that by giving back. Um, it's a, it's a completely different kind of um, economy. It's a, it's a different... Um, production is not the highest value. Um, achievement or accomplishment is not the bottom line. But being is what we're called to. And what happens with that... Um, Isaiah 58. Understanding Sabbath with this kind of... Um, thinking. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day. So I would read that, you know, maybe earlier of like, oh, I don't get to do what I want. I gotta like be a bummer all day. No, no, no. Like, if you refrain from like pursuing um, production, pursuing um, achievement, um, 
If you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord. And I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The scriptures say that what happens when we practice Sabbath, whether it's a whole day or, or, or practices throughout the week like Aaron and Dave shared with us today, what happens is we open ourselves up. Open our minds, our hearts, our lives to the living God. Because as present as God is throughout our weeks, and God is always present, the practice of Sabbath, whether it's a day or, or practices throughout our day, um, they open us up to that presence that is always with us. Um, they're vitally, vitally important. And in doing that, we embrace things. We open ourselves up to things. Um, in Exodus, I want to read a few scripture passages. I wanna, I'm going to kind of move through them quick. Um, but I want you to be thinking about what, are we, what do we, are we invited to open ourselves up to in these scripture passages on Sabbath, okay? These first two... Um, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor, do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but God rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. No wrong answers here. What? And, and just shout out if you think of something. What, in honoring Sabbath, what do we open ourselves up to um, in a passage like this? Anything come to mind? Trying to write that down. Interspecies relationships or something? Yeah. 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 Anything else? Yeah. Anxiety and then it's back there. Yeah. Then we have to look at it. Huh. Huh. To learn from, from what, what anxiety comes up by ceasing. Yeah, thank you. other people, to those around you. In this passage describing Sabbath, we do it because in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. And so 
a while back, Aaron and Brad did a, did a teaching on, on, on the practice of Sabbath, and they said that we open ourselves up to this creation rhythm of rest and work. And we begin to understand even our work, hopefully, um, as, a, as, a, as a, both a response and a preparation for the rest. Um, last week, we looked at that great quote that even in, the very, in a single day, God has built that into creation, according to um, some Hebrew scholars, where the day begins with evening, when you sleep, and it ends with morning. Um, and you work out of that, that, that time that you just trust God as you sleep. Um, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigners residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. So the instructions are very similar, but the reason for Sabbath in this passage um, is to remember that you were slaves in Egypt, that you worked every day, that you had a seven-day work week that was decided by someone else, that you were in bondage, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And so we practice Sabbath to remember that God is the one who liberates those who are in bondage. God is the one who frees those who are oppressed, who have no voice. And that's part of our practice, and so we're invited to open ourselves up, Brad and Aaron suggested, to a rhythm of reconciliation or justice and prayer. But it begins with a a letting go. It's not ours to go do. It's not ours to go make happen. Um, it begins with God is the one who delivers and rescues. Um, Jesus talks about Sabbath, and this is what I want to kind of focus in on as we head towards Eucharist today. What do we open ourselves up to? in practices of Sabbath. In Mark 2, it begins by saying, No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. You guys track with that? Unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Rips, right? No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. And next, we have two stories of Sabbath in Mark. 
Sabbath had become, um, it had become a litmus test, right? It had become a badge of kind of national identity. Um, it had become uh, something that was um, status quo, and that in being status quo supported um, the ways of the world at the time. And so in an interesting way, these stories are going to have two groups of people, Herodians, who are government people with political power, and Pharisees, who have no political power but have a lot of influence. They're normally at odds, but in this story, they come together. Because when you talk about Sabbath practice, it, it supported, at that time, the ways of the world. It supported their positions. So one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields. And as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. Non-productive. Non-economic. Snacking on their way. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now there's all kinds of radical political stuff in this paragraph that we just read, in the statement that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. But what I want us to focus on today is that these practices, the practice of Sabbath keeping, is made for humankind. Um, one time somebody said, this is years ago, I'm sure the sentiment remains, somebody said to me, Josh, I love mountainside. I love it. I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'm sure some of you say that. Uh, no. And then they said, it's like, I don't even have to go to church and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know what to do with that. Like, I didn't know what to feel about that. Um, on the one hand, like, I was like, amen. Like, I don't want the legalistic pressure, you know, like attendance tracking and, you know, all these things that can happen in gatherings like ours. But also it's like, but gathering together is a part of Sabbath keeping. Um, because we open ourselves to God and we need one another. So I said, nothing probably. I don't remember what I said. But uh, it made me think. Um, but Sabbath is for humankind. Um, it's not, humankind is not um, made to uphold the, an institution of Sabbath. Does that make sense? Next story, right after. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand, and they watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, he's stuck, right? Is he going to heal and break Sabbath? Or is he going to just let this man be, though he, though he could heal him, in fact? 
He said to them, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? To save life or to kill? And now they were silent. And he looked around them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. What do we embrace in Sabbath-keeping? Like in, in physically stopping and ceasing our productivity, our accomplishment, our achievement, we are opening ourselves, we are embracing God. Trusting that it's God ultimately who holds our future. And in opening up ourselves to the God of creation, the God of justice and mercy, we are softening our hearts. We are being given hearts of flesh, as Ezekiel says. I want us to sit with that. I think that is a big, big deal. I think when we live lives of accomplishment and achievement for very understandable and needed reasons, lives of protection, whether it's our very own existence, financially, our family, protecting our church, protecting whatever is important to us, that if we don't stop and acknowledge, you know what, the whole thing is in God's hands, like we sang about today, that our hearts can become hard over time. And practices of Sabbath for a day, if we can pull it off, practices of Sabbath and rest like we learned about today from Dave and Aaron throughout our days, give us hearts of flesh. They remind us about creation, interspecies life, intercultural life, um, familial life that matters, the important stuff. Um, it reminds us about God's justice for all of creation. Um, because when we're living day to day, achievement after achievement, production after production, we can lose sight of that and our hearts can become hard. Remember the Sabbath. The word remember, aletheia. I'm going somewhere with this. Don't, ah, aletheia were rivers of forgetfulness. And people would bathe in them to forget their past that they wanted to forget. Don't forget the Sabbath. Throughout your days, don't forget God's creative power and gift. Don't forget God's justice and mercy for all. Um, God, by your mercy, um, even now as we practice Sabbath together, 
by your mercy, God, as we um, offer thanks to you throughout our weeks, as we rest, as we nap this afternoon, as we celebrate this afternoon and gather, whatever it is that we do in this day, God, by your mercy, soften our hearts. Make them hearts of flesh. As ones who are loved by you, have been saved by you, have been created by you, um, interacting with others who are loved by you, have been saved by you, who were created by you. So as we continue to worship, as we come to your table in just a moment, move among us and give us hearts of flesh. It's the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.